When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Here we go. Hey, check that out. New merch, new merch. And I got good news, Mr. Lacey. With this merch came your merch. I got a shipment getting ready to go out to you. Look out. We're going to get it out to you. All right, there we go. Yes. I'm I'm going to get one of those. We're gonna get he's gonna get a flag, he's gonna get some uh a little uh, couple shirts. Yeah, get you swagged out over yeah. there. That's what I'm talking uh, about. It looks good, and it looks good. I can't wait to have it over here. Yeah, man. It th- this hat is comfortable too, on top of actually being cool. But yeah, good stuff, man. Hey, did you catch uh Joe Burrow said he went to school at OSU, but he played football at LSU? I mean, yeah, that's, that's facts. I mean, he, he did. He went to school at Ohio State, got his first degree in three years, and then got his graduates in uh, LSU. But you really remember him more as a as a football player at LSU, way more than Ohio State. And I, I remember old, Burrow spelled E A U X. Yes, and that's and that's what we need to basically solidify his college football career at LSU. Uh, Ohio State fans, you're not about to claim Joe Burrow on this one, man. Like, y'all never claimed him when he was there. In fact, it was kind of a reverse. You claimed Dwayne Haskins. You claimed Justin Fields. You claimed C.J. Stroud. You ain't about to claim Joe Burrow now that you see him lighting up stuff in the pros. No, he's an LSU Tiger, bro. That's all I got to say. That's right. I dig it. Hey, and on that note, I got a surprise for you.
Tim went all crazy eyes on his picture. <laughs> that was awesome. He finally spelled my awful. name right, too. Yeah, we got the name spelled right. Uh, did you see? I like for those of you that are listening on uh, Spotify, Apple Pod, uh, Google Pod, wherever you're getting your podcast, we thank you. Um, subscribe, get those downloads, rate, review. But if you're watching on uh, YouTube, you just saw a little bit of an upgrade. Mod uh, hooked up uh, a little bit of an adjustment to our intro video. So now we had what I really liked about it was the all white uni dance routine there they had that was um, awesome last year. So that was that was pretty cool. I thought that was a nice little additive in there. And and uh, yeah, then we got Tim added to it. We got Justin Lacey spelled correctly. We're getting Thank there, you, man. man. We're getting there. And we the just need all not as long. Yeah, we it's need all you here. like, subscribe, thumbs up, share us with your friends. The more support we get, the more we have it in the budget to get some of this stuff fixed. We can get some new merch out there for my guy. We can get him a flag in that background. We need your support. Let's go. We appreciate you. <laughs> so we did the roaring reactions on Monday instead of Sunday night because someone couldn't stay up to do it. Uh, someone's me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I couldn't stay uh, up either. I was, I mean, <laughs> I was just too excited and animated. And I was just like, you know what? I, hey, when you said we're going to do it on Sunday, on Monday morning, or I'm sorry, Monday night, then I was like, okay, that works for me too. <laughs> yeah, I was, but yeah. I'm too old. I've been traveling for two straight weeks. There's too much going on. I can't do it. I understand. Um, but we got to it. But now that you've had time to really chew the fat on it and digest that Buffalo game, you know, is there anything else we want to add? Uh, you know, cautions, concerns, or something excited? Yeah, Justin, what do you think? Well, I think that this is actually the starting point of what you're going to see a new wave of evolution. I feel like that the Bengals offense really didn't showcase everything that we wanted to see on Sunday night, but it did start the talking point of tight ends being utilized in this offense a hell of a lot more than when they have in weeks past. Um, it wasn't their complete performance, even though Joe Burrow threw for what? 348, two tutties, you know, just had another prototypical Joe Burrow like day at the offense, but we were tending to like dismiss it because it wasn't a fantastic afternoon or evening of his passing stats, but it was a really damn good performance. And it could have been even better had a few plays not get missed, but Overall, I think that, you know, after finally digesting that Buffalo win, finally getting a win on Sunday night football and all that stuff, debunking that narrative of we can't win in primetime, especially on Sunday night, I think this Bengals offense is just ready to take off. The only thing that it does caution me, and we're going to talk more about it, is we just hope that this is not we get hot at the right time, but then injuries start to start coming into play here and then ruin our ruin our hey, fire hey, a bit. Hey, you know, I, I that's stop, stop. Don't even go. Uh -uh. All right. I'm not I'm not trying to not trying to talk about that, but there's no secret, you know, about Jamar Chase and his back injury. We've already talked about that, but I think that that's not going to be a factor that the Bengals are going to use, you know, as an excuse. I still think that this these games upcoming are just way too important that they're focused, they're just laser focused right now. I agree with you. 
Um, I think, did I see that uh, Joe Burrow is, what, 6-0 in primetime games? Um, I think he's 4-0 at home. In prime, 6-0. At home him, him and Zach Taylor, 6-0 at home. That's what it is. That's a tough yeah, place to play when when a crowd's mm-hmm. like that. And by the way, the stripe out, that was sweet. I loved it. Loved, it. loved it. Loved it. Loved yeah. it. Tim, you got anything uh, You got anything else for the people about that Buffalo game before we get into everything? It was an exciting game. You know, I know we've been talking about the tight end room for the last couple of weeks, and I know I've been disappointed in Irv, Irv Jr. Um, did he prove me wrong? Not Not yet. But he's convinced. We'll he's see. starting to convince me. Yeah, he's starting to convince me. Um, but I love to see Tanner Hudson. I told you guys I was excited to see Tanner Hudson out there. He was a good addition to the Bengals. Them bringing him up to active is even better. You know, it's going to give Joe more protection. Going to give him another target. And then the way that they're using Sample, you know, they're using Sample as a blocker. You know, and he's also going out there. Screen, you know, those little screen passes and stuff like that. Little little outs and ends and stuff like that it's a great it's great to see because i think the nfl you know a lot of the nfl fans or even the sportscaster guys are like oh Bengals, you know tight end room is just they're weak they're weak they're weak and you know don't get me wrong yeah we have our struggles but last week was promising and i think we're gonna the stock's gonna keep going up i like it i like it well the folks are here all running through the jungle with uh me Brandon Harriet, Justin Lacey, and Tim Lyons, not to hear us talk about the Buffalo Bills, but to look to our Week 10 matchup against the Houston Texans. So, we're going to start it off like we normally do. When it comes to the Houston Texans, Tim, what is your biggest concern with this team? You know, I'm going to say this. This is my first thing that I want to say is, I'm not a big Ohio State quarterback fan, uh, but I'm going to give C.J. Stroud props. He's proved me wrong. He's kind of made me put foot in my mouth over this this part of the season because, you know, I always said, you know, know, Ohio State has never produced an NFL quarterback, a real true NFL quarterback, you know, and I always say how many Hall of Fame OSU quarterbacks are there that's usually crickets. But C.J. Stroud is impressing me. He's proven me wrong. And I'll put my foot in my mouth. You know, I'll, I will definitely put my foot in my mouth. He Little is a great, Yeah, you know, he is a good quarterback. And with him being a rookie this year and doing what he's doing, I think that's my concern right now. Um, and then with the addition of Dallas – or, uh, sorry, Dalton Schultz, um to their team you know i think that's about my only my biggest concerns is with them yeah um justin you agree with that assessment or you got something else that uh more concerning about this houston texans team uh we w- let's start off with uh, cj Stroud because he did put the whole nfl on notice with that bonus coverage that we saw uh for most of the markets that did not see that game um it was an incredible performance by him um the Bucks secondary is ravaged or just young and not the same Super Bowl Bucks led defense like it was a few few years ago. Uh, this this team is just not that team is just not very good this time around. And I think that Houston really is an up and coming team. They're growing. Um, 
CJ Stroud has performed like crazy good. And in the rhetoric regarding Ohio State quarterbacks, I mean, that that's actually that was actually very correct. I mean, we thought that Justin Fields was going to break the mold, but the main concern that finally hit national media airwaves was Ohio State quarterbacks, they never tend to pan out in the pros. And it just finally saw the late Dwayne Haskins. I don't want to speak ill on his name because, you know, he passed away in a tragic incident last year mm -hmm. and it was heartbreaking. Um, but he was the last Ohio State quarterback that got really hyped up coming out of the pros. He had threw 50 touchdowns um, in his last season at Ohio State in that one year. And that was enough. It felt like that people – thought that they, even Bengals fans, there were certain Bengals fans that wanted us to draft them back when we still had Andy Dalton. And when that didn't work out in the pros as you thought it would, you thought like, okay, now we got to start monitoring these Ohio State quarterbacks, even if they are playing that well. Justin Fields, I feel like he got unfairly criticized when I still think he's talented. I still think that he can make it work in the pros still, just struggling with the Bears. But I also thought that that was unfairly labeled on C.J. Stroud because C.J. Stroud produced, like he's been producing. It, it wasn't going to be the same. But we can't. We kind of tend to take the lazy narrative approach and apply it to C.J. Stroud. It's like no matter what quarterback you are, if you sit at Ohio State Kool-Aid, you're not going to be great in the pros. And that wasn't fair to him because I, I watched him, but I also got to crow myself too a little bit. I didn't doubt him per se, but I didn't know he was going to do something great like that. It was just remarkable to watch. But what's going to be the tall tale tax for him is can he repeat performances? Not maybe not exactly like that, but can he keep it up? Can he sustain it? Um, because now it's going to be consistency. He's got a tall order to come in here in the jungle and thinking that he's going to be able to pull it up like another three, four hundred yard game, four or five touchdown pass. But that's all I really wanted to add when it regards to CJ Stroud. Their, their roster is young. There's some names there. It kind of reminds me of the young 2020 Bengals team when Joe Burrow came in the league. Not a lot of ton of talent there, but you can see that they're growing. They're building something right there. And I do like that defense is kind of come rounding themselves in the form too. They're getting Derek Stingley Jr. back. I saw that he was back at practice today. Will Anderson Jr. They got a lot of guys on the injury report, but I tend to not resurface that for the time being until – maybe Thursday or Friday when they or when I still see that guys are not practicing and that they're going to be really game time decisions if they're going to play or not. But other than that, man, this Houston team, they're feisty. They they're ready to they're ready to attack. They see a golden opportunity even within their own division that they can probably catch Jacksonville. Remember, they already beat Jacksonville. That was one of their bigger wins. So they're not to be taken lightly at all. And I think that we know that. Yeah, you know, when you say they're feisty, it really is a to me a team taking on their coach's um, personality because D'Amico Ryan's feisty, you know, a, a really feisty, good linebacker, defensive, you know, hard nose, get in your face kind of guy. I like the way he's building that team. Now, they're not where they need to be on defense right now. They're where they need to be on offense is coming along a lot faster than defense. And I think long term that bodes really well for them because you brought in a defensive mind and your offense is ahead of your defense, I think he's going to get that defense to catch up. I think it's a little too soon for him to really make some noise. But the next two or three years, that AFC right. South is going to go from the, the doormat to the doorstep. 
with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans leading the way. I think they're going to lead the Chargers. They're two really good teams. Um, and the AFC just gets better. It just mm-hmm. keeps getting stronger. Uh, so, yeah, my, my biggest concern with uh, – and it, it is C.J. Stroud, you know, and, and yes, he is the best quarterback, I think, hands down, that, that right now, early in his career, that um, Ohio State's put into the pros. I always joke around being a Michigan fan. You know I'm a little bit of a troll here or whatever, but I always say, you know, the only Ohio State quarterback that's had a good career uh, was Tom Tupa, and he had it as a punter. Um, so <laughs> – he, he, this guy's changed the mold. I told, you know, we've had this conversation over the, you know, on the homies podcast for the past couple of years. I thought he was going to be the real deal. Um, he doesn't get, you know, like Kenny Pickett, I think gets, he, he gets a little antsy in the pocket, um, mm-hmm. and, and loses control of the ball high, um, and throws back. I don't see him doing that when he's under fire, under duress, he still throws accurate balls and he throws accurate balls. Short and long. Like he throws that intermediate medium ball very accurate as well. That's my concern. Um, because we definitely have that bend don't break defense, uh-huh. and we just kind of rely on you to make a turnover or um to get become inaccurate with uh when you start pressing. And, and it, we're it's gonna take a better um a, a really good defensive effort all the way around from the defensive line all the way to the defensive backfield for us to limit his ability uh to get first downs on us yeah so i'll throw it right back to you justin keys to victory for us what do you have as the cincinnati Bengals' keys to victory against this texans team pass rush pass rush pass rush um Okay, there was actually a comment made with uh, somebody, I guess, that covers the Texans. Uh, I think that that video has kind of gone <laughs> viral yeah. a bit. We'll zoom it back uh, out. Tim was talking about that on uh, on on, uh, on the backstage before you got on. Yeah, um, I, and I've seen it resurface throughout all of Twitter, and uh, basically the the crux of it. I mean, we don't really get the full context, but I think we get the gist. We basically, made the statement that the Bengals don't have elite pass rushers. Which we do, <laughs> you just don't pay attention to them, and that's Trey Hendrickson. And I think that the Bengals' pass rushing unit is going to get even better because now you're starting to see Miles Murphy come into form here. Um, he was also pretty impressive on my Sunday night football, too. But the keys to victory for this particular game, you got to get out of CJ. You got to get after CJ Stroud. You just have to make him uncomfortable. I don't think the Buccaneers, after I rewatched their game today, they did not get after CJ Stroud enough. Kalaja Kansi did a few things, um, which was pretty good. But that that pass rush for the Bucs, that defense, again, this is not the same Buccaneers that won the Super Bowl against the Chiefs a few years ago, nor was it the one that Tom Brady had the last two seasons um, of his career. I just don't buy into that Bucks team at all. But I do buy into this Bengals defense. The bend but don't break defense has to get stronger in terms of you just got to shut them down because C.J. Stroud, he reminds me of, again, like I said, this does give me feelings of 2020 Joe Burrow-like vibes where he can read space pretty good. And he's caught a lot of people's attention. And um, if you let him matriculate his way down the field, 
he get in that red zone and he get in the end zone, he can fire a dart and get a touchdown. We just saw that. And when he threw the last second touchdown against the Bucks to win that game. And we don't want to be that defense that just kind of goes like, now, how the hell did we let this happen? We don't want to do that. Even though I do trust our defense in the red zone that we're going to get those key turnovers at the prime spots. But let's just make it about you just got to just shut this offense down and that they got to show we got to show that their defense to the offense got to show them a hard cold lesson that, yeah, bro, we're not we're not the Bucks, And we like you, CJ Stroud. You're doing great things in the league. But this is not going to be your moment that you're going to come out here and then just think you're going to outperform our guy who's becoming more polished. And we we got that guy, Joe Burrow, too. We've seen this in our house. So that's what I say is the number one key to victory for me personally is the defense. Get after CJ Stroud, make him uncomfortable, force turnovers. Yeah, I – I'd love to see some pressure without a doubt, without a doubt on, on the, uh, I mean, from the middle, the middle of the field too. Like I want to, I want to see DJ reader getting upfield, BJ Hill getting upfield. I want to see some pressure from the middle too. Mm-hmm. Tim, what, uh, what do you have as your key to victory, your keys to victory here for the Bengals, uh, on their Sunday game against the Texans? Well, I'm going to keep the the protection and wrapping it up out of it this week. All right. (laughs) But I am going to say we need to protect Joe Burrow. Um, I know Texans are going to bring a lot of pressure. You know, I think they're uh, fourth, ranked fourth in pressure on quarterbacks. Um, But Joe Burrow has also, in the last five weeks, thrown seven touchdowns, one interception. And that was under pressure. Um, so he's actually performing better under pressure, but I believe our protection is is better, you know, now of has been in the past. Um, I think, it, you know, if we open up those holes, you know, again, run the damn ball, I think we should see maybe them running the ball a little bit more. Um, and protecting Joe Burrow, you know, like I said, protecting Joe Burrow, running the football, that's about my only key key to the offense that is so yeah and i agree with what justin said about the defense as well i do have uh i i understand they're good at getting pressures but i will say this texans are ranked 28th in the in the league in sacks right um so where they do get pressure they don't get home very often you don't get Mm -hmm. home against joe burrow what you just said with those numbers He's going to make you pay. Listen, I know we've got T. Higgins uh, on limited practices. Um, I know we've got no practice, um, you know, with with Jamar Chase. I I don't care who's out there. If you don't get to him, I think he's going to make you pay. Also, this Texans defense has a lot of people banged up, a lot of question marks in their defensive secondary. and. they're right now 31st in completion percentage allowed. Joe Burrow has been yeah. pretty accurate recently. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of those games where you see another one of his big strings. I wouldn't be surprised if you finally see him get 22 straight. I wouldn't be surprised if you finally see him get that record, um, you know, from Ken Anderson on, on consecutive uh, passes to start a game. 
I wouldn't be surprised if you see that. I think this could be a situation where, um, you know, he he does get those big big passing attempts, yards, completions. And the other thing is, before you go, Justin, um, turnover differential. Right now, the Bengals are tied for first in the NFL with plus nine turnover differential. Young quarterback, I think you need to go get this uh, turnover differential, and that will be a big part of it too. What do you got, Justin? Well, you ain't had to put me on big screen mode on this one. I was actually going to agree with you on the completion you uh, record because, yeah, I think – medium the, screen. There you go. <laughs> we all equal here. <laughs> when you brought up the uh, – the uh, 22 is 22 the record or 20 is the record 21 i think is the record um for okay ken anderson i 20, will take 20 that or 21 further i will take that a step further and think that he should have the nfl record at some point with 25 straight completions i think philip Rivers has that record and before that drew not drew uh, yeah drew bledsoe had completed 22 straight no no not drew bledsoe it was uh mark brunel he was the one that completed 22 consecutive passes, um, and that record stood for a long time. And then, then Philip Rivers broke it with 25. It was someone on the last five years of his career or something like that. Joe Burrow has a chance to break that record, and I'll take that a step further from there. Uh, yeah, I don't think that the Texans' defense is all that great. Again, they're a young team. They got young pieces, but they haven't grown to anything yet. And they have way too many injuries right now. That's on the injury report. Again, I don't take that for granted, for the grain of salt right now, with it being Wednesday. Come Thursday or Friday, mainly Friday, then we'll we'll take a look at that more more specifically. Then I will kind of add more concrete to it. But even without the injuries, they just they're just such a young team right now. But if they get hot at the right time, this is the NFL. This is a pathway to lose those games. But no, I think that that's it could be what you stated one of Joe Burrow's potential to be one of Joe Burrow's like real NFL record-breaking games in a sense. Yeah. yeah I, I think we could see something good here. So, all right. Uh -huh. We are going to take a quick break here. If you're listening to us on podcast, we'll pay some bills. If you're on YouTube, we're just going to pause for a second, get right back to it. Uh, and we will come back with our predictions and our game ball predictions. We'll be right back. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, welcome back to Running Through the Jungle. I'm your host, Brandon Harriet, with your hosts, Tim Lyons and Justin Lacey. 
we went through our, our keys to victory, our concerns with this Houston Texans uh, matchup coming up. It's a one o'clock game on Sunday. Back to business as usual. Um, there are a couple of one o'clock games I'm, I'm interested out there. Some AFC North implications in the one o'clock games. So that will be fun to uh, to keep maybe in that uh, multi-view box. But folks, come to our favorite segment here. We're going to go straight predictions. What's your score predictions? And what is your game ball predictions for offensive and defensive game balls? Tim, I'm going to start with you. What do you got for the score? And what do you got for your game balls for this week? I have the score being 32-21 Bengals. I think this is going to be, you know, a higher scoring game for us. Um, and, and Joe Burrow's going to, you know, have a couple couple more touchdowns than what he usually does. Um, my offensive game ball goes to – I wrote down T. Higgins. That's that's who I'm, I'm giving it to this week, T. Higgins. Uh, I say he's going to probably have 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, because, you know, right now we don't know if Jamar Chase is going to be, you know, playing or not, but I think T's going to, T's going to have a, have a good game on, on Sunday. Um, defensive game balls. I'm going with Logan Wilson. He's going to have 10 tackles and an interception. All right. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like all three of them. I bought it. I like it, I like it too. Yeah. So, yeah. is this going to be one of those weeks, Justin, where we start going a lot of similar predictions? What do you got going on here? Uh, your prediction for score, offensive and defensive game balls. What do you got? Well, my I like the offensive game ball for both offense and defense for you, Tim. I'm not going to go the same route just because I don't want to be a cop-out guy. I'm not going to be like that. Um, but the score prediction does kind of hold a lot of weight for me. And I don't want to be that guy, but I'm probably going to agree with you because I just feel like that this is going to be one of those games where it's like, hey, Houston, we like you. We think that you got – I'm, I'm investing long-term stock with you in the future that you're going to rise to become a, a, a better team in the future. But I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to happen right now. And if it does happen for them after – like if they beat us, then they're going to put the whole entire NFL on notice even more. Like, okay, yeah, this this team is legit. And that very well could happen. I'm not going to predict that to happen. Uh, but I tend to think that the Bengals' offense is just going to over outmatch these teams. Joe Burrow is going to out, outdo and outclass C.J. Stroud. You know, again, the young pup, Burrow is entering his prime in his fourth season. He's been there. He's done that. And he's absolutely proud of what C.J. Stroud is doing. But I'm still going to still stick with Joe Burrow. I like the score that Tim give, gave, so I'll give that prediction too. Maybe it'll be like 34, 24, or something like that, 32 to 21, around that range. I'll stick with that score. But for my offensive game ball prediction, I'm actually going to go Tanner Hudson. I think that he gets oh. in the end zone. I think that he shows that he is a reliable tight end. I believe that by the end of the season that he will be – that number one tight end, I think a number of people already predict this as I've been listening to other people's shows, but I was feeling this way too as I was hearing it. Tanner, uh, Tanner Hudson is going to be 
the guy that's going to rise to the cream of the crop, I believe, out of the mm-hmm. tight end room. I think they're going to bring all of their tight ends active, and he made the most impactful plays on Sunday night. So it just – I feel like that they have found some value there. And it's about time that the Bengals develop a legitimate player, like a big-time player that doesn't have to be, oh, because we drafted him in the first two rounds. It don't have to be like that. It can be a hidden gem that we can finally – like remember when we when we had Geno Atkins, fourth-round pick. Mm-hmm. Michael Johnson back in the day is a mm-hmm. seventh-round pick. Big-time player. Like it's about time the Bengals find some guys like that on this team that you don't got to be a first or second or even a late third-round pick. You can be a guy that can be a street-free agent that was a cast-off from other teams and do something now, like like a George Kittle. I'm not saying he's going to be a George late Kittle, bloomer. Yeah, a late bloomer will be. That's a great way to put it. I did compare him his storyline that he could potentially be a George Kittle without comparing him to George Kittle, but I could see him being like Dalton Schultz, who Houston has, and I think that Tanner Huskin can be just that. So he gets my game ball on offense, on defense. I'm actually going to go with the Cincinnati kid, Sam Hubbard. I think that. We also, I think that they're going to be keening in too much on Trey Hendrickson, um, saying that, oh, he's the anchor in a pass rush, and that's right. But you're going to forget the Cincinnati kid is right there, too. And while the story is going to be C.J. Stroud playing football back in Ohio, yeah, C.J. Stroud, you didn't play football in Cincinnati. That's Sam Hubbard, and he's going to show you, too, that this is his city, too. You know what I mean? So, I get that's him. He's my prediction for a defensive game ball for me. I like it. Another another good call on defense. I think if uh, Sam Hubbard gets our defensive game ball, we're gonna all be happy with how the game goes for sure. I'm getting that pressure mm-hmm. on CJ Stroud. Um, my predictions already written down. I don't I don't waver from them. I keep them the way they are. I throw them straight out. So I got Tim at 32-21. I gave Justin 34-24. He, went, he gave me a couple different picks, but I have down 33-24. So we all yeah. see that. Um, we all see the score kind of in a similar light here. Um, I, I, I agree. I think I, I think we're going to see some big numbers with uh, Joe Burrow. I think we're going to see the ball spread around a lot. I think we're going to see that kind of where we control the – the ball by passing a lot, um, even though, you know, I think we do need to run the ball. Tim, you didn't get to say it so far. I don't know. I, I didn't know if you're feeling okay or, you know. I, run I the know. damn ball. There it is. There it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was waiting for. But, but I, you know, I, I think it's one of those things where the, just from what they've given up, the completion percentage and, and not quite getting home to the quarterback. I think this this leads itself to be a good good game for us controlling the ball with our passing game, which leads me to my game ball. I think Joe Burrow is going to have a better week than he had last week. I'm giving Joe Burrow my game ball. I'm I'm predicting 360 yards passing and three tutties. I think you're going to see him share the ball. I think we're going to see seven, eight. Uh, players catch balls, if not more. I'm pretty excited to see how this game goes plays out. Um, but if we do that, I mean, if we if if it is one of those games where it's spread around, it is we could have an argument 
on the roaring reaction on Sunday. Cause Joe could get his numbers. T could get his numbers. Tanner could get his numbers. Mm-hmm. Certainly could. Let, let's see how it plays out. We'll uh we'll see if we can't figure out who the, the, the game ball goes to. I hope I hope that's our problem on Sunday afternoon. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. Now my defensive game ball, I, I alluded to this earlier in the segment. Being a Michigan fan, sometimes you're a little bit of a troll. I, you know, it is what it is. Can I get Dax Hill, University of Michigan, on a pick six? Can I get him on a pick six? I'm taking my guy, Dax Hill. I think you're going to get a tackle for a loss. I think you're going to get about five, six tackles, and you're going to get a pick six. Dax Hill. The, la- the only two games in, in, in C.J. Stroud college or pro career that he didn't play well, Dax was there for both of them. Hey, you forgot D.J. Turner. No, Dax was for one. D.J. was there for the other one, yeah. so I, I didn't I, even think about that. <laughs> I, 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 like, I, like the, I like the way it is. I think Dax Hill, um, just because I think he's going to be more of that Swiss Army uh, knife, yeah. and uh-huh. I think he's going to get not, you know, Cheeto and, and DJ Turner have been kind of platooning a little bit. And, you know, Turner's a little bit in and out more than Dax Hill is. I think Dax Hill gets more opportunities, and that's the reason why I'm taking Dax Hill. My game ball, give me that pick six. Yeah, I think that it's about time that Dax Hill makes a big-time play now. I mean, it's been a while. <laughs> I can't even remember the last time he actually made a big-time play. I think, what, the Rams game, when we beat the Rams, he had an interception and knifed in for a strong sack. Um when yeah. was the last time he made a big time he, play since then? He, he was quiet last week for sure. Uh, oh yeah, last, last couple, couple weeks, last few been. weeks. Yeah, he's been quiet. So it's yeah, it's time to see his name pop back up on the stat sheet. But I do love the Michigan troll because we got two Michigan guys that is playing oh. pretty damn good football in this defense. So <laughs> I like yeah, that. <laughs> I was surprised too because we didn't see him matched up at all against Kittle, um, and yeah. Kittle torched us. Um, oh my gosh. So, yeah. so, and, and then, and then you look at Dalton Kincaid had 10 tackles against us. I think yep. we need to start looking at, we have those three safeties. They're all playing pretty well. I think that has to start working into a hybrid, um, you know, nickel package or dime package where, um, one of those guys gets matched up on a tight end from time to time, just to throw it off a little bit, throw it off the scent. You know, even, you know, um, Jermaine Pratt's uh, uh, punch out against Dalton Kincaid, he was, you know, if you saw the interview afterwards, he said, you know, what were you thinking? Were you trying to punch a ball out? And he goes, yeah, I was thinking I just got burnt. I need to go get the ball because he, uh, he got burnt yeah. on an inside route. Uh, right. Yeah. So so that's that's I'm, I'm hoping we see some more of that kind of stuff and some more using them more as a Swiss army knives. I don't know. I mean, Lou might be holding that close to the vest until he needs it. I don't know. Maybe he's just not comfortable with those guys doing it. We'll see. We'll see. But that's, uh, that's all for the game ball predictions and the predictions. Any closing thoughts for, uh, for either of you before we get on out of here, anything else you want to address, Justin, what you got? So, I mentioned this on our Cut to the Chase show with Chase Younts. So for those that didn't get a chance to listen to that, it, we, you, me and your boy Chase, we were cooking. So um, definitely get a chance to look into that. I brought up a golden opportunity for the Bengals here. 
on that episode. I'm going to do it again here, but not always in too much in depth. This is without looking ahead and looking past the Houston Texans, of course. We, we can't afford to look past the Houston Texans. They're a strong foe. They had a great outing last Sunday, and they are very capable of winning this game on Sunday, just like any NFL team could. But if the Bengals beat this team and then go on on a roll on Thursday night primetime in Baltimore and beat the Ravens, you are finally going to see Joe Burrow leap, leap his name right back in the MVP conversation and be the front runner to now actually win it. And I believe that that's going to happen. So it's a golden opportunity to happen. They got to let, they got to take advantage of it. Because again, without looking past Houston, if you do lose this game in Houston, you may actually go ahead and lose to Baltimore too. Baltimore got a tough game against Cleveland this Sunday and they just beat them, but Cleveland ain't going to be an easy work with them. But I do think that the Ravens are going to make light of Cleveland. Not light of them, but I think that they do win a nice close game. Both teams have really tough matchups this upcoming Sunday before they meet up on Thursday night. And that will be one of the bigger heavyweight battles of the season. You're talking about two top echelon teams, top three teams right now with Baltimore and Cincinnati. And without looking here, but this is a golden opportunity if Joe Burrow wants to get his name into the front running of the MVP award, because it's wide open. You got to win these next two games. And then continue on winning even more. But it's it starts this upcoming Sunday. You can't lay an egg against Houston, especially at home. And you gotta win that game against the Ravens on Thursday night. But those are my those are my parting shots. Um it, with how the season started was ugly. We already know, but we're well past that now. I've actually ate crow myself because I didn't think they were gonna write the ship. I I mean, I did to an extent. But I just stuck a fork in us way too early, and I shouldn't have done that. I should never have doubted my my guy Joe Shiesty like that. So, um, but I think that we are going to make it happen, and I think everything's going to be laid out in front of you. Yeah, I don't. I'm, I don't want. I don't want to rush to talk about MVP stuff. I want. Let's go get into this divisional race. Like we're last still in the division. I know none of us expect to stay there. Right. It, it's a little rough. Um, but I do. I do agree with you though. You've looked at everybody that gets talked about, Mahomes. He's absolutely crapped the bed the last two games. They have a mm-hmm. buck 84 passing last week. Can't, they ain't cutting the mustard. Uh, Tua, he's crapped the bed. Tyreek, he crapped the bed. Justin Jefferson, he's out. Like it's everybody they start talking about, it seems like immediately something happens, right? So, I think it's I think it's kind of up in the air. I agree with you a lot, but I, you know I want to see two, three, four more weeks of solid, solid play and us climbing that ladder in in the division, either with Baltimore or right behind them. I think we need to get that Baltimore win. Um, I also I, I brought up on Pater uh, to your point. You know, AFC North games are, are tough games. So I always think of them as 60-40 games, right? I think if you're a 60-40 favorite in our division, that's a pretty that's a pretty solid favorite to me. So when I start seeing you know money lines paying over 2 to 1, which the Browns are and it looks like they got their boy Deshaun back this week, I might throw a unit on that just to see if I can catch that 2 to 1. 
to me, it might be worth that, that the value they're giving me there, because this, this is how often do we split with teams that we shouldn't split with in our division? How often do we get beat by the Browns when we shouldn't get beat by the Browns? How often it happens to everybody in our division. No one ever goes better than four and two very, very rarely. So by that, by that alone, if you're, if you're betting anytime it's over two to one, you're probably going to be okay in this division. So that's that's kind of my take on the division. Tim, you got any uh, any parting shots, comments, anything you want to share with the people? Get ready for it. These next games, you know, Brandon and I, we predicted the last eleven games of the season we were going to go eight and three. Now I believe it's probably a little bit higher now i'm gonna say nine and nine and two you know we have a very good chance you know our stock is going up joe's healthy we got our tight end room open yeah i know jamar chase is dealing with a back you know back injury right now or you know who knows we don't know if he's gonna be available on sunday or not but we also have you know chuck sizzle back from the ir you know we got yoshi we got fourth string wide receiver Irwin. We got T. Higgins. We got Tyler Boyd. I think we're looking promising. And, and I am not overlooking the Texans at all. One thing I always say is is one game at a time. Because that's what it is right now. It's one game at a time. It's week by week by week. I'm not, you know, the Bengals, they're not going to worry about the Ravens next week. Right now, they're worrying about the Texans. Because we, we don't know. It, it's the NFL. They're all professionals. They're, you know, they're not a high school team where, you know, you roll into town and you know you're going to get killed. This is NFL football. They're all professionals. Yeah. That being, you know, and that being said, to the clown from Houston, Charlie Palate, Palate Lilo, or whatever the hell his name is, that Justin brought up earlier, he said that the Bengals have no run game all we're going to do is pass, pass, and pass. And we have no elite pass rushers. Why don't you watch some football before you make those statements? Because they're going to get back to somebody. And I hope the Bengals' defense, their fire is lit so so hot that they make you eat, eat, eat your words. Who day? Yeah, since being a, a Cincinnati Bengal, um, Trey Hendrickson, I believe, is fourth in uh, – and pass rusher win rating mm-hmm. in the league in the NFL. Yeah, he's one of those guys that again last year didn't have as many sacks as he should have. He didn't quite get home, but his pressures were high. Um, mm-hmm. This year he's getting home. I I I, eh, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. If he would have got that sack, he'd be uh, last week. You know, he, he missed it by a half yard. He'd be right there with the lead leaguers. It's it's that just proves that you're just watching your team and not watching anybody else, right? So I'm not gonna sit here and troll and say bad things about Houston. They got a good up and coming team. I think we pointed out a lot of things that we need to do mm-hmm. um, in order to win a game. I think we're gonna do it. So we're back to normal on Sunday, one o'clock game. That means we will be doing our roaring reaction. We will get some coaches' cliff notes in there. Uh, and we will be doing it at the break of the 4.30 game. So uh, check us out before that Sunday night game with our roaring reactions. 
Uh, we will go straight out on YouTube and uh, all your podcast places. Again, if you haven't d- done so so far, make sure you like, subscribe, uh, give us those five-star reviews, that thumbs up, and uh, share us with a friend. Spread the word. I know I know. if you're listening to us, you know one more Bengals fan. Dom, you've been checking us out. And, uh, you know, see us on Sunday at the Roaring Reactions. And then catch us next week, same place, same time, as we are running through the jungle. Yeah.